Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, who's ready to get a little sexy today with Fifty Shades of K? We're talking about romance novels because my friend Amory Walker is in studio right now who writes for the genre contemporary romance. Now, I met Amory five years ago for a party down in Chicago when Fifty Shades of Grey came out, E.L. James was doing a book signing and I was all about these books. And so my friend Lee and I decided to go down to Chicago and you were there and spoke right at the start of this event. Tell everybody a little bit about what you were talking about and why you were up there speaking. Well, I had written a blog post that was the top 10 signs you've got it bad for Christian Grey. And this was literally within weeks of the books releasing. This was April of 2012. And it was the first U.S. appearance that E.L. James made. And it was like a cocktail party. There were like 500 people there with drinks and hors d'oeuvres. It was, it was such a fancy event. Yeah, it was not a normal Where book was signing. Where again? The Standard Club. Yes, that's yeah. right. Okay. And the bookstall in Winneka was putting on the event, and they somebody had seen my blog post because Eel James had retweeted it. I'll tell you how long ago this was. She only had 10,000 followers at the time. And they called me up and said, would you come and read your top 10 list to introduce her at the event? And so that's how I ended up there. And so I'm at the event. I'm hearing you up there speaking, and it's hysterical what you're talking about, and everyone's loving it. Well, back here in Milwaukee, we decided to have a Fifty Shades of Grey party. We had pure romance there. We had a sex therapist there. We had wine sampling. And I messaged you on Twitter, introduced myself, said, I do a radio show here in Milwaukee. We'd love for you to come up to Milwaukee and maybe speak and, and read that same blog piece that you read there. Well, based on scheduling and things, that didn't happen. But you and I have sort of stayed friends through social media over these last five years. Right. And now you are here with your very own book, Black Tie Optional, Amory Walker. She sent me a copy, <laughs> which I love. And this is the, the best description for this book. I mean, we're, I'm sure you have a million ways to describe this book. <laughs> but I love how it says here, the proposal meets two weeks notice. When I see the proposal Meets two weeks notice. Love it. I mean, talk about like contemporary romance. But where did you get the idea for this book? I was writing a book that I saw the opening scene. She's a hippie humanitarian with her sloppy ponytail and her combat boots. And she's waiting out on the sidewalk. And every day at the same time, this stuffed shirt CEO gets out of his car to get his latte. And she follows him in, pleading her case to please move his job site to a different location to save the most repulsive, snotty-nosed bats you can imagine. And he goes out to the car and it says, you know, he never stops moving. And he says, until tomorrow. And he gets in the car and pulls away. And then they both think about how much they are attracted to each other, even though they can't stand each other. So I thought, yes. well, of course, they need to get married. <laughs> of course they do, Anne-Marie. Yeah. So the proposal meets two weeks notice is sort of the high concept way of pitching the book, like how you can tell somebody 
in a sentence or two what you're trying to go for. Right, because they know the proposal and they know two weeks notice. Well, and what I can tell you from reading this book, it's funny. I mean, it oh, is. Thank you. It is really funny. And you mentioned that people were messaging you about it, saying how much they're laughing on their Kindles and their husbands are looking over at them. What are you reading? Like, are you crazy? Yeah, are you those doing? are like the best reviews ever when people tell me that they laughed out loud looking at their Kindle. You know, Library Journal reviewed it, which I... I'm so glad I didn't know ahead of time they were because that's like so nerve wracking to get a trade review. And they said it was steamy and laugh out loud funny. And I'm like, I want to tattoo that down my arm. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and the names of these characters are so funny in these romance novels. When my sister Rachel was here on Fifty Shades of K, she's a librarian and she knows a lot about a lot about books. Uh, We were talking about how these names are so funny in these romance novels because yours are Olivia Ramsey, Coleman Grant the Third. Oh yeah. These names are But you've got their personalities I from know. their names. But how do you come up with these names? Because you don't want it to be someone that you know. Oh yeah, you can't. Well to be honest with you, my marketing research brain kind of kicked in a little bit that and I started to the first novel I wrote, I started to look at all the books that were bestsellers at the time. And these sort of like serious, uptight super successful men, they all had two syllable first names and one syllable last names. Christian Gray, Gideon Cross, Bennett Ryan, Hudson Chase. So I sort of that's my formula. <laughs> Off of my really unspecific research. Coleman Grant. Grant the, there, third. the third. I threw that on just to make them a little bit more uptight. <laughs> now, you you have kids. Do your kids read these books? Do they sort of blush and say, oh, yeah, mom's, mom's writing the sexy books? My oldest daughter read for um, grammar. Like, she's my proofreader. Oh, that's But cute. I redact even kissing scenes out because who wants to read a a kissing scene your mom wrote. Yeah. doesn't matter how old you are. <laughs> Thank you. Exactly. But I'm sure they're so proud of you because this is a really big deal. A lot of people have these ideas for these books. And take E.L. James, for example, the author of Fifty Shades of Grey. She was doing fan fiction. Right. And then she goes to books and now she's you know, on paperback and she's writing other things. Amory, if people are looking to want to get published, though, I mean, how easy is it? What are the steps that what could people do? Well, it's not easy. You have to be dedicated and thick skinned. So... You know, thick skin. You definitely right, have to be thick right. skin. Don't take, you know, writing is subjective. So if somebody tells you there's, it's not for them, you can't take it personal. My policy used to be for every rejection I got, I'd send out five more because just back into that. But if someone's interested in writing, my first advice to them would be to join a local writers group so that you have that support system. Even if you're not super comfortable with sharing your writing, I was one that didn't really want to share things to a critique group. But that support system and the what you can learn, there's a group called Romance Writers of America. They do have a Wisconsin chapter for your listeners. Hey, there um, you go. WisconsinRWA.org and a lot of the people from the Milwaukee area also belong to like the Chicago North because it's probably as close to you as it is to me. Right. Um, And they do contests. Uh, The Wisconsin one has the Fabulous Five, which is for unpublished work. And you can submit because if you are in a contest and you win, now when you go to look for an agent, you can say, you know, I was a winner in this contest. So that's a great way to get your work looked at. Um, there's something called Wattpad, which is sort of like how fan fiction was, except it's not fan fiction. You can post just your own fiction. Wattpad. Uh, Wattpad. W-A-T-T-P-A-D. And that is how, like, Anna Todd, who wrote the novel after, she started by publishing, you know, five, six, ten pages at a time on Wattpad, and readers can subscribe and come back. So it's very much like how fan fiction, except it's just general fiction. Got it. So then if you're going to the next step of wanting an agent where you're going to query an agent, you can say that you've won these awards or that you've had a million views on Wattpad, you know, something to show that people are are taking to your writing. This is such helpful information because if people say I want to be a writer, 
it's not just as simple as saying, I want to be a school teacher. And then you go to college and you get your teaching degree and then you have guidance counselors that lead you down the right path. And then you are at a school. I mean, this it's kind of a foreign world for a lot of people. Right. And the two things I would recommend, there's a book called On Writing that Stephen King wrote, which is partly autobiography and partly like a how-to guide for if you want to get into writing. Can't say enough about that. And then there's a newer book by Jennifer Probst, and it's called Write Naked. And she's Ooh, okay. in it. It's, yeah, yeah, all right. And that's kind of like a how to uh, start your writing career. Because once you've got your book written, and Sylvia Day likes to say you're not ready to send it out until it's your third book because nobody's first book is fabulous. Um, not to cut you off, being in radio, we listen to our old air checks of what we did when we first started in this business. All of us jocks, no one wants, we never want to hear ourselves again. <laughs> Because we're so green. We don't know what we're saying. We haven't found our voice, so to speak. Exactly. It's just awful. So I can appreciate what you mean by that, where it's like, okay, the third one, yeah, maybe. Yeah, you've gotten past the sophomore slump and you've kind of found your voice. You know, and then if you want to go the traditional route, some publishers will take submissions that aren't agented, but you're sort of at the bottom of the slush pile. The agent is kind of a filtering system. When a, when a publisher gets a, a manuscript from an agent, it's already been vetted, so to speak. So it's going to get a higher priority in the to be read list. Uh, but what will happen is you'll query an agent. You send you don't send them the whole book. You send them a pitch, which is basically like a page where you're telling them who you are, your writing experience, and you're you're going to pitch that book. Like, what is your book? Like what we talked about with, you know, saying it's a mashup of two movies or, you know, however you want to get it across of what your book is about. Yes, if you can't explain it to a second grader, then it's too wordy. Right, Make it's your sure elevator it's, pitch. Yep. Your elevator pitch, even though it's a letter, it's still your elevator pitch because most of these people are reading them on the train, commuting home, and they're on a phone. And so you've got, you know, the days of sending someone a letter that's in front of them are over. You've got to grab them on one phone screen shot. You know, you yep. want to want them to s- scroll. And a lot of times what they'll ask for if they're interested is a six-page sample equivalent to like an Amazon sample. You know, get me to want to buy the book, so to speak, with your first six pages. And then they might ask for three chapters, or if you're lucky, they'll ask for the full manuscript. So that's really the first step if you want to go traditional publishing. And if you're interested in that, you know, you can go to the library and get the writer's market book or the guide to literary agents, but then um, always confirm it with the website because everything changes so much in publishing. Really? That whether an agent's still at that office, what what they're looking for currently, what their personal submission guidelines are. And the last thing I'll tell you is there's a website, a man named Nathan Bransford, B-R-A-N-S-F-O-R-D. And his website is full of tips for how to write a query letter, how to find the perfect agent. He he used to be an agent. He writes graphic novels now, and he's got so much information out there for people. See, look, if Amory can do it, you can do it. <laughs> you can do it. How did it start for you? How did you get published for anyone that's thinking about maybe trying to do that? Yeah, so... I know I get asked about that a lot because a lot of people who love to read have also thought about writing. And so the advice I give all the time is, you know, the old expression, write what you know. I sort of disagree with that because I feel like if you don't know something, you can research it. You know, I I wrote a book where there's a fabulous trip on the Orient Express. I've never been on the Orient Express, but people think I have. Well, you can watch TripAdvisor videos and research the heck out of that. My advice is write what you love to read, because if you love to read crime novels, don't sit down and try to write a romance novel because that's not where your passion is. And along with that, if you want to write, read, 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 read everything in your genre. The more you read, the better writer you will be. And so that was just sort of how it started. The first time, like so many people, when I thought about writing a book was during the Stephanie Meyer Twilight 
era. Yes, it I, was I, like, I'm embarrassed to say I was a part of all of that. Right, and so a lot of a lot of women thought, well, here's a mom with her kids watching Blue's Clues, who's writing this best-selling novel, and you know, a lot of people thought, well, I can do that too. So the first book I ever wrote that no one has never seen the light of day was a young adult novel, but that wasn't the type of book I was necessarily reading, and that wasn't my natural voice. So it was when I switched and started writing the type of book I like to read that it became easier for me. And Got that's it. when I was able to get an agent who was then able to sell it, which is the more traditional route of publishing. And there's so many options available to people now uh, with self-publishing. Yeah, there seems to really be a lot of options out there. And what what are some of the authors that you're a big fan of? I mean, I know that you cross paths with some of these like iconic authors. I mean, you are yeah. connected to E.L. James even. Well, she's not, we're not buddies. I see her at but, conferences. But six degrees of Kevin Bacon, we could oh, say yeah, we, everybody's six connected. degrees of Anne-Marie a little bit. But who are some of the people that oh, you really gosh. love to? Well, you know, I really love the romance community. Uh, Kristen Higgins, who writes just phenomenal books. Um, she once was speaking, uh, she was doing an event at uh, Anderson's in Naperville. And what I love about Kristen is here she is. She's this massive author. And she stands up and she says, before I get started, is anybody here an author? If so, please stand up. Tell us your name and what you're writing. Which I thought, how generous of this woman at her event to shine yeah. a spotlight on everybody else. And she says all the time, I don't have competition. I have colleagues. And most writers that I've come in contact with are very generous and supportive because nobody wakes up on January 1st and says, I'll read two books this year. Most, especially romance readers, are voracious readers that read. They, I see people at conferences that tell me they read four to five books a week. Oh, what? And they're always looking for, if I liked this, what else would I like type of recommendations. Okay. So that's, yeah. a, that's a lot of the word of mouth. Yeah, and that's where this community seems to be really supportive, too. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of kind of resharing and retweeting and yeah, everything like that. Yeah, I mean, Jennifer Probst, who, you know, is phenomenal. She just finished her 35th book. You know, she's... A rock star and you know I reached out to her and she was kind enough to read black tie optional and give me a quote that's right on the cover of the book you know these yes. are I feel like we need to read the quote here from black tie optional it says here a fun sexy romp that will keep every reader entertained Jennifer Probst New York Times best-selling author yes congratulations an all-around nice lady and fan of fancy cocktails <laughs> who's not a fan of fancy cocktails and when you're out writing these kinds of books I mean are you where are you writing these stories well black tie optional was written almost exclusively at Starbucks. <laughs> Shout out to Starbucks. Shout out to Starbucks. <laughs> My neighborhood Starbucks. Um, you know, I, I write at Panera. I write at the library, you know, reserve a room there. So. And are you blushing at all when you're writing this or you're just kind of, you're, you're Okay, so one time moment. I was at Panera and our parish priest was at the next table and I felt like I was. <laughs> I love that. I felt a little bit like I needed to have a quick confession. You didn't ask him to proofread to make no. sure there was no grammatical errors no, or anything like that? No, 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 Good for you. <laughs> now, what, what's your hope for this book? I mean, there's, we talk to a lot of, a lot of artists because we're in radio, you know, a lot of musicians and things and, and you ask them, you know, what do you want to do? You want to have a European tour? You want to sell out, you know, Madison Square Garden? What, what for you as an author, what's a goal that you have for this book? Well, the number one goal is to just be able to keep writing because, everybody's judged on the success of their latest project. So, you know, I've already turned in the follow-up. They're, they're, it's a series. It's an interconnected series, but they're standalone novels. So, like, the best friend from this book is the lead of her own book next type of thing. So you get to see the characters. If you do read all of them, you get to see the characters that you previously met in the background, you know, maybe having a pregnancy or something going on in the background. You get to see a little of their happily ever after. But, you know, really the most gratifying thing for me, you know, 
I equate it when people talk about writing to a musician is a perfect one. You know, you don't start taking guitar lessons because you're going to play the United Center, you know, or, you know, you start taking guitar lessons because you like to play guitar. If you're lucky enough, you might get a gig at a local bar and earn some side money. And very few people end up playing stadiums. And that's just like writing. You start writing because the words are in you and they need to come out. (laughs) And then you hope someone's going to read it. And it would be great. It'd be great if I made enough money that it was like, you know. Yeah, but you could you could have the yacht and you could have yeah, the vacation. Yeah, who doesn't who doesn't want that type of success? But what means the most to me, honestly, is reading reviews where someone says how happy it made them, that it made them laugh, that they were folding laundry and four hours later cracked up thinking about something that didn't exist until I thought it up at Starbucks. Yeah, <laughs> so, no, I get it. And if people want this book, where's the best place for them to purchase it? Right now you can get either the digital or print edition, and it's it's uh, Barnes & Noble, Target.com, uh, Amazon, all the retailers. And we definitely will have it linked up at uh, 991themix.com, black tie optional, a wild wedding novel with uh, Anne-Marie Walker. And the romance novel world, I learned this from my sister, Rachel, the librarian who you've met, mm-hmm. Rachel. I didn't realize there were so many different types of romance novels out there. Right. She was talking to me about Amish romances and how there are romance novels where the characters don't have sex. They barely even kiss. Right. And so for someone that wants to maybe get into that world, do you kind of suggest that they start doing a little bit of research and figuring out what they are looking well, for? Because maybe something's too racy for Right. And, you know, a lot of reviewers will put like a heat level, like the first series that I co-wrote. Oh, I like that. The heat yeah, level. the heat level. I have a series that I co-wrote that was published by Penguin Random House. And that series is very much, I tell people, it's very much like the Sylvia Day Crossfire series. It's very racy, high heat level. My agent would always say it's super sexy. <laughs> um, but that was written in 2015 when everybody was looking for their next Fifty Shades type of fix. The market's kind of shifted back a little bit now. Uh, So, you know, not everything is full tilt heat. This book isn't, you know, full tilt heat. Really what makes a book a romance is nothing to do with the heat level. It's that the central storyline is about a couple, whether it's a man or a woman, two women, two men. You know, I guess not a story about two sisters. It's a story about a couple. And then either at the end of the book or at the end of the series, there is a happily ever after. And that's so nice to know because, I mean, in life, we can't always guarantee the happily ever after. But in these books, you can get that guarantee. Yes, you're going to be emotionally satisfied when you finish reading the book. The main character doesn't die. You know, you just, you know if it's a romance novel that you'll get a smile on your face Which at the end. we were talking about that a little bit earlier, too. Let's, let's bring that up, the whole Nicholas Sparks novels. Because people, <laughs> people say Nicholas Sparks novels are romance novels, but now... The happily ever after. Yeah, needs he to doesn't, happen. and he's he's open about that on his website that there's people die, right? I mean, come it's on, a fifty-fifty how... chance whether you're gonna get a happy, either they die happily together, like in the Notebook, or they die tragically. Because or... who hasn't watched one of the movies or read the books and just hasn't bawled their eyes out? Yeah, well, thanks and... a lot, Nicholas Sparks. <laughs> We're trying to read these and watch these movies for an escape, and now I'm miserable. And Although sometimes and the movies have revised endings. Yes, true. I true. just saw the best of me, and that was not the ending the book had. And some people get upset about that. They yeah. really want the books to be as close to the movies, as close to the books as possible. But for the sake of dramatizing these movies and making everything fit into two hours, it can't always do that. Right. That's why that happens. But your favorite author, who comes to mind? 
who comes to mind? See, now you're at, I can't even, because, okay. how could I pick? Because these are all my, become my friends. But I was going to say, break it down. Like, what's your favorite series? I mean, how would you put people in categories? Like, who, who are you really enjoying that you really like to read? Oh, gosh. Well, I mean, I'm a huge fan of Christina Lauren's Beautiful Bastard series. I love um, Jodi Ellen Malpas, who writes um, the This Man series. And she's got a new book coming out called The Forbidden. And she's British, so there's a little bit different spin. All of her stories take place in the UK, so a little bit different spin on hers. You know, if you like the super, super sexy, you know, Tara Sumi writes phenomenal books. I know Rachel's a big fan of Tara Yeah, Sue's. well, my sister talks about how her name, she loves Tiramisu. So yeah, exactly. That's why her exactly. name is Tara Sumi. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So she's great. Tiffany Rice is fabulous. She writes the original Sinner series. Those are like on the super sexy erotica end of the spectrum. You know, if you like romantic comedy, Kristen Higgins and Jennifer Probst are fabulous for that. I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody. Uh, I mean, obviously, Sylvia Day's Crossfire series yeah. is 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 great. Do you have a book that you could just read over and over? Oh, gosh. You know, the thing is, I haven't gotten to read much lately because I can't read when I'm on deadline. It's almost like picking up an accent, you know? Sure. Yeah. It's like I can't really, I can only read between books. That makes so sense. So I haven't Because had you have a to stay focused on that, on that project. Right. The last book I read was actually Emma Chase's Royally Matched. She's got a royal series. And because the follow-up to Black Tie Optional is called Icing on the Cake, and that one was pitched as, that comes out in December, and that was pitched as Notting Hill Meets the Prince is Me. Okay. So it's sort of, and I got the idea actually for it about four years ago when Prince Harry went to a wedding in Memphis for one of his university mate friends, and nobody knew he was there until the weekend was over and he was back and the palace confirmed it. Yes. And people were like, I thought that guy on Beale Street looked familiar. You know, that type but of thing. But you're not going to think it's Prince Harry. Right. And so I was like, ooh, plot bunny. <laughs> I can have, if Prince Harry can pull this off, then my fictional prince can pull this off. So it's a total case of mistaken identity. And I started writing it actually four years ago, but then the co-authored series sold and we had to write three more books for that. So I had to put it away. So then now Royal is the big thing, but I actually started my Royal book four years ago. You want to be the one to say, um, I was already on top of that I one. Know, I already, but... already did that. So yeah, that's awesome. Now, where can people get more information about you if they want to read your other books or just learn about you or connect with you? Because uh, my I love website. following you on social media because you, you travel and you're, you're a great writer. So you're witty. And you just like my dog pictures. Because your dog is so cute. <laughs> Little Chewbacca. <laughs> Our boxer sounds like Chewbacca all the time. She will make this noise that I swear it's Chewbacca. Mine just but looks your like... website is... Oh, AnneMarieWalker.com. I try to update it. <laughs> Don't we all? Oh, Don't Lord. Don't we all? Even when it comes to our social media pages, there's times where I look back at Instagram, even on my own page, and I realize, oh, geez, it's been I like when Facebook I... sends me a message that says, people haven't heard from you in a while. I'm like, okay. I also haven't washed any laundry in a while, but hey. Yeah, thanks for reminding me, Facebook. <laughs> Guess what? I'm busy. That's what that's what that means. Can you put that as my status? Amory Walker is busy. You're busy all promoting this book because you drove all the way up from Illinois to come here and meet yes. today to do this. Yes, I live in Chicago. Which I love that. And you can also find her on Instagram. What's your Instagram? At Anne-Marie underscore Walker, which is also my Twitter. And again, if you're listening to this in your car and you're unable to write any of this down, but you want more info, just go to 991themix.com. Black Tie Optional is the book. Read it. You're going to love it. It's a fun summer read. Tell all your friends about it, too, because Anne-Marie, you're one of those people that you're doing what you love. And that that is to be commended because there's a lot of people that are miserable 
doing their jobs, but you are loving what you do, and it shows. Oh, I mean, you're up you. here in Milwaukee doing a podcast. <laughs> I mean, why not? Because you're out here promoting it, and I think that's hey, great. you know, we mentioned going to lunch, and I'm all about food. <laughs> and fancy cocktails. That's fancy right. Fancy cocktails. That's right. Okay, Amory Walker, thanks so much for hanging out today on 50 Shades of Cake. Can you come back on and talk to us again about, you know, romance novels or just, I mean, I think... I'd love to. You, you're so involved in this world, and there's definitely a niche, and women are not as shy about it as they used to be. They're proud that they read these books. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm uh, appearing on a site tomorrow on Facebook that's called Smart Girls Read Romance. So Hey. Yeah. Talk you know? nerdy to me. <laughs> exactly. One of my favorite magnets. <laughs> Thanks, Amory. No problem. Thanks for having me. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to hear more, make sure to subscribe so you can be updated when there's a new episode. So to subscribe to this podcast on your smartphone, open your podcast app or use your Google Play app. In the search box, type in 50 Shades of K. That's spelled out. That's five zero shades of K. Once the podcast comes up, click on it and then hit the subscribe button. And if you have any comments or suggestions for this podcast or a future podcast, feel free to email me at elizabethkradio at gmail.com. That's elizabethkayradio at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.